Welcome to Alpha Talk, where we discuss all things auto. From FNI to industry updates, Alpha Talk is here to keep you in the loop. Hello and welcome back to Alpha Talk. <laughs> I'm your co-host Jessica. We've got Brian Hawkinson over there, <laughs> over there in the corner, um, and we've got a returning guest for us today. That hopefully you heard him on episode uh, two of Alpha Talk, where he talks about some sales tips and tricks for you know the sales process and working with your buyer. So I'm just going to give a brief introduction to him. If you want to learn more, go check out his other episode with us. But Brian Steele has served as president, COO, GM in the auto industry. Um, he's got 22 years in automotive. And then um, he was a former president of a $70 million independent auto dealer group. And also make sure to go check him out. He's the co-host of Dealer Process Secrets podcast. So we'll link that in the description. Um, But we're really happy to have you back, Ryan. You were great on our last uh, episode and we just couldn't get enough. We're like, we need more Ryan. (laughs) We've already got one Brian. We need another one. You can't have too many Brian's. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me back. I love what you guys are doing. Kind of, you know, delivering some, you know, real good deliverables back to the community and, you know, helping dealers, you know, figure things out. And That's what we better. keep telling our yep. bosses. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they'll like, we'll just slip this into their like inbox and be like, see, we're doing a good job. This is, <laughs> I've already seen us climb the rankings in Iceland. So that's, yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. No, Brian, it's uh it is great to have you back. We, um, uh, again, you know, you had some great insight on really the sales process and uh, we, we have uh, look forward to having you on uh, for additional um, tips and tricks of the industry mm-hmm. in the future. But, um, you know, I don't want to paint you just in one box. So uh, one <laughs> of the things that uh, I've really enjoyed is our, our conversations over the years. Um, they tend to involve, you know, during the middle of our, our barbecue lunch, we're talking about 10K reports and um, where the industry is going. And I think that uh, you have some really valuable insight on um, uh, markets and, and just, you know, the, the pain points that dealers are facing. You're obviously still in the retail space. Um, one of the key hot points currently, um, and I'm not going to say COVID, I promise. I know that everybody <laughs> says, you know, it's COVID for last year, is actually inventory levels. Right. Um, and, and you had some really, uh, just in a casual conversation we were having the other day, some, some really interesting insights on inventory. So I'd love to just kind of turn some time over to you and talk about maybe, you know, how you're seeing uh, inventory levels are um, affecting your dealership currently and, and maybe, you know, just where the market's going to go. Yeah, inventory inventory is a unique beast and it has been for years. Um, currently, we're in a, a situation where new car new car dealers are having issues getting inventory because of you know microchips or things like that that have that have caused or you know factories were shut down because of things that have been going on in the nation. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, new car inventory has been uh, a hiccup. Used car inventory has been a hiccup. And uh, thing that, uh, the thing that I always think is really interesting is you know we'll go to the auction and we'll spend all the money, you know, we'll put our hand up. They say to be a, you know, to buy a car at the auction, you got to be the dumbest guy in the room, right? Because you were the last guy with your hand in the air, right? Oh my. They drop drop the hammer and then, oh, I guess I am that. Oh my goodness. uh, You know, when a customer comes into the dealership and they're there in front of you and you have a captive audience and that vehicle sitting out front and you can drive it, touch it, smell it, uh, you know, plug in your sensor, read, you know, read the engine Mm -hmm. codes. 
you know, I'd encourage dealers to step up, you know, because you're not going to pay an auction fee. You're not going to pay transportation costs. You might get another sale out of it, you know, but I, you know, I'd encourage dealers. A lot of times they try to under allow on trade-ins to pick up, you know, maybe a little extra gross, but I, you know, I'd encourage you to go all in and, uh, you know, buy that, buy that vehicle off the public because generally those are the best performing vehicles you have in your inventory if you've bought them right and priced them right. So, um, and then, um, I would encourage you that if you have, you know, you know, inventory management um, software where you're able to look up past appraisals, um, you know, the people that you were maybe two grand or a thousand dollars or three thousand dollars away two months ago, three months ago, go dig back through those customers and, you know, maybe get your BDC or your salespeople to call on those vehicles because we're a lot closer on those vehicles today than we were 90 days ago. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, some unique insight. Um I, I think that that's probably uh, the gold mine of going back to your dealer or back to your customer base um, is, you know, something I don't think a lot of dealers probably exploit as much as they should. I think it's easy to go back on finance products or other things. Right. Right. Uh, it's, I want to pitch them. It's not necessarily on the actual metal. Right. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And, you know, and it's like as dealers, we say, oh, we're going to buy We're going to call them until they buy or till they die. Right. But we, we never <laughs> oh, really wow. do. But, <laughs> but uh, you know you do have a gold mine of, of prior appraisals that you've done mm-hmm. where, you know, you could really like where someone may have left defeated, you know, 60, 90 days ago that you can come back and, and say, Hey, you know, I think we've got something that'll work for you now. And I think your car's worth a little bit more. Why don't we have you come back down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who, I mean, who doesn't want to have that call, right? right. No, normally when you're getting that call from the dealer, you think, all right, they're just going to either try to sell me or they're, you know, it's a, it's a very cold call. Yeah. It's not, Hey, by the way, you're actually sitting on a thousand or two thousand mm. dollars more than you were sixty days ago. Right. Yeah, well, and like referencing back to the other episode we had with Brian, talking about, you know, developing rapport and trust with those customers and potentially those people you can buy from. I would say if someone called me from a dealership saying, like, hey, I know like you know, this was your experience when we did this last appraisal of your car. But, you know, yeah, I think it's worth more. I think you can get more from it. So, like, that would establish so much trust with me because, like, you could not call back because, like, you don't want to swallow your pride and just call back and be like, actually, we do want to buy that. Um, or you could. And then, you know, I don't know. I just think that would just instill like a lot of um, trust. With- yeah. When we're working with salespeople, a lot of times I tell them to try and create a wow, right? A mm-hmm. wow moment. And when you call someone, one, you didn't forget about them. Exactly. You know, there's still, they're still something you're thinking about. For sure. You know, you're still trying to help them get to where they're going. And then you're coming back to them with something that, you know, maybe they thought would never happen. You know, mm-hmm. we've got a few, you know, salespeople, managers in the dealership that said, you know, yeah, I got an appraisal, you know, back in January. And then I got an appraisal today. And, you know, it's five, six grand better. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. Delivering on those expectations, just like you were saying on our last episode with you. Yeah, it's uh, we've actually had some, you know, just anecdotal. Uh, we've uh, had some some people here uh, that we work with who have bought their car. And because they hadn't put a lot of mileage on it, uh, we had a, a Toyota Tundra, for instance. And uh, in two years, 10,000 miles they put on it, they actually had equity in the truck. Right. Which, you know, you oh. never you never <laughs> think of like a vehicle as an appreciating asset. But, right. um, that is you know, interesting. <laughs> it, it really has. So it, there, it was a no-brainer for them to come back in, get that inventory. The dealer knew they were going to make some money on it now based on where the market's at. 
um, and uh, get them into a different vehicle. So a brand new vehicle. Yeah. A mm. lot of leases and leasing companies are pretty crafty at trying to like <laughs> figure out how to like estimate that future depreciation. Mm. And right now is the time that a lot of people that are leasing vehicles are, you know, going to get some money back. Um, you know, I had a yeah. customer uh, in my office the other night that uh, I think the value of their truck was like 40 grand and their lease buyout was like 25. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just talking about this with um, my boyfriend because we bought like a car that was in fairly new condition. We were just talking about we're like, um, should we have just like leased something <laughs> like newer, you know, just because like that almost at this point in time seems like the better deal for some of these buyers. Yeah, it's it's hard because you're you're always making like a 3-year decision like a you're right? trying to see into the future two, <laughs> exactly. 2 years or it's 3. It's like years. how much is my investment going to depreciate? Right. And, <laughs> is it even going to be worth anything when I'm done with it? And you know, if we're in the middle of like record high sales, you have to be a little bit skeptical of like, you know, supply and demand and what that's going to look like, you know, 3 years from now or 4 years yeah. from now. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, uh you actually had some uh great insight too on uh, you've been in the industry. We mentioned this on our last episode over 20 years. You've seen it change a lot. Um, I'm sure you've been, you know, starting in the days where uh, a customer comes in for a test drive and you've probably heard of the stories of the car keys getting thrown on the roof and things like that to what it is now. But um, what I, I'd love to just kind of take maybe the last part of the episode uh, and and understand your experience uh, from an inventory perspective and grossing on the front end. I think that you had some really valuable insight that, um, you know, we're so used to the the way that things have been where you're making up on the back end. I just, you know, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'd love to hear <laughs> your take on that. Yeah. So, you know, coming out of the last, you know, eight years and uh, maybe 10 years, you know, post, you know, 2008, when the economy really tanked and, you know, it really started in 2007 when gas prices kind of spiked a little bit, you know, people were trying to get away from trucks. Um, and then 2008, it, we ran into a, you know, supply and demand thing where there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of inventory coming into the market. And if you leased a car during that period, you're coming out of that lease with equity. And then, um, coming into like the late 2000s, it seemed like it was really uh, out of control how much dealers were just willing to give everything away. And, and hmm. you know, that's a strategy. And I think a lot of dealers have moved to like a wholesale to the public model. So, you know, if they can't, um, you know, get a customer interested in an, in a piece of inventory in the first 90 days, all of a sudden they're selling it for an auction price online and basically doing a wholesale to the public, which it really, you know, caused that problem to get greater and greater to where, you know, us as dealers, I mean, it was not uncommon to have a dealer say that their average front end was like 500 bucks. Damn. And, you know, now we flip flopped and, and, uh, you know, we kind of went with that. Let's just, you know, the, the car really was, uh, it was just a tool to facilitate other transactions like financing mm-hmm. a product. Um, and that works just fine, mm-hmm. you know, as long as we, you know, continue with that value delivery and, and managing expectations and don't you know, just bring the customer in and pull the wool over their eyes and say, <laughs> you know, you, if you're going to buy this, you got to, you know, buy all these other things. Right. Otherwise, we're not going to sell it. It's a lot of pressure on your finance office. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's all the pressure on the finance office. <laughs> right. But, you know, moving to this model now where, you know, we are holding our prices. And, you know, I was just on a Facebook thread 
um, getting ready for the podcast. And it was, you know, there was a lot of dealers that, you know, basically the post was, you know, who out, who out there is discounting their cars right now? And it was just dozens of dealers going, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's all market price right now, you know. Okay. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I like seeing that because, you know, um, profit's a natural byproduct of doing something yeah. well, but it's not an you know, a means or an end to itself. Like, you know, if we're making money by, you know, offering a good service, that's a win-win for everybody. Right. Yeah. No one really thinks about what the detriment to the market as a whole is when you start underselling your product, like, or underpricing it, you know, like creating this almost like unintentional price war, I think, where everyone has to drop because you dropped and like your business is going up. But then if someone else drops and you have to drop even further, just vicious cycle. Yeah. And I hope us as an industry can take this time to kind of recalibrate and focus on, you know, selling based on value and selling value and um, not just a race to the bottom or a discount just because. You know, because I, I think that takes you into like that dangerous kind of death spiral. Of, right. Yeah. yeah. yeah all of a yeah. sudden, we're just giving cars away. We're all Oprah. Over here. You, <laughs> you get, get a, a car. car. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, um, and and you know, I think it's it's uh, the thing that we've seen. And I said I wasn't going to bring up COVID, but I will because oh. I think that we, uh, he you did know, the thing. In, I know. He did the thing. <laughs> it's uh, I get I actually get royalties every time I say oh, it for the COVID coal How did you get that deal? Uh, it's a thing with Johnson and Johnson. Oh, they need the money gosh. right now. Um, so we, uh, one of the things I, you know, I keep hearing is how penetration's going up in car, car dealerships and back end profits going up. And I think it's because we've taken this time to really focus on the process. Um, but it's more than just the, the back end process, right? So what you're saying, uh, at least from my interpretation, uh, is that, you know, let's, let's also focus on front end, front end gross, you know, not, let's not just make that are only that's just you know we're not even gonna whatever it is it is and we're gonna just kind of keep things the way they've gone we we are in an opportunity now where as a dealership we can change the way that we're doing business just Mm -hmm. like we are now doing digital retailing and all these other things that have been so Mm -hmm. so foreign to our space we now have an opportunity to really get good at our business practice and that includes front end gross yeah i think the moment we kind of go to that loss leader model it's like we're just kind of increasing the trickery which is like what customers don't like yeah. For sure. Yep. Well, thanks so much, Brian, for rejoining us. You know, this was a little mini episode for all of you, but I think we got like a lot of great like insight just on, you know, inventory and pricing within the space. So again, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Uh, Always feel free to reach out to us. If there's something specific you want to hear us talk about, or if you're interested in being a guest and you're in the auto space or the F&I space, please reach out. We're here to provide whatever content you're looking for and make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, what have you will be there and make sure to go check out Brian Steele's other podcast and we will see you all next time. Yeah, I look forward to having you on again, Brian. Oh, yeah, thank you, Brian. Looking forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Alpha Talk is an Alpha Warranty Services production. Learn more at alphawarranty.com.